most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones Yes sir You spent the afternoon in the garden I did How was that? Uh, it was fun and almost cathartic while I was doing it but Except you had three children who wanted to quote unquote help Help and that wasn't as helpful as one might imagine, tell, although they were sweet. Tell the internet what you're doing. Um, I have three raised garden boxes that are like four by eight, and they're absolutely filled with weeds. And I want to plant vegetables with the kids. So I'm in the process. I need to weed them, and then I have to get topsoil or whatever I don't know what I'm going to, I have to research everything. Details. Yeah. You know, and then I'm going to plant stuff. Uh, do you know what you're planting? Um, I have to research that too. I, I want to plant tomatoes and cucumbers and onions. I think you plant onions. <laughs> I want to plant stuff that we eat a lot of. Right. So. Chocolate, marshmallows, tacos. Watermelons. We don't eat a lot of watermelon. The kids love watermelon. We only don't eat a lot of it because I don't bother to buy it very often. But if I could like somehow grow those baby watermelons, they would be stoked. I, there's such a thing as a baby watermelon? Yeah, those little tiny ones. Never seen them. Yeah, like they're the size of a football. And they're a watermelon? Yeah. Or you well, don't mean cantaloupe? Guys. About the size of a cantaloupe, slightly bigger, but it's a watermelon. I think you're making that up. I need photographic evidence. Alan Jones, you have cut them up for me before. Can you please start using your memory for something Literally useful? no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. From gardening to this week. What happened this week? Well, it's a great week. The students came back from outreach. Oh, it's so good to see everybody. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, for sure. I miss them when they're gone. Our auditorium was filled with very excited people who hadn't seen each other in three weeks. And had amazing testimonies of all this crazy stuff that they'd seen. Incredible testimonies, which yes. we'll get to in a second. Yeah, yeah. So that was really fun. And then we also had a team from the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry Yeah. Uh, in town. So they came to uh, to minister to us. Yeah, it, it seemed really fitting that we had just sent students around the world and churches around the world had received our students to give them an opportunity to minister. So it was nice to be on the other end of that. You know, a team from Bethel yeah. came and ministered to our staff in the morning. They did prophetic ministry for all of our staff and then in the afternoon ministered at the school and then in the evening they ministered to Emily. We were super encouraged by their visit. Yeah. They're lovely, lovely people. Yeah. Those guys can minister. At the end of Emanate, when they just said, okay, if uh, anybody who wants a prophetic word can have a prophetic word. And so it was just a lineup for people to prophesy over. I was like, oh, you guys are fantastic. That was great. Yeah. The highlight of my week. What was the highlight of your week? Oh, I know what the highlight of your week was. We got our taxes done. Yeah. Well, we got them. We met with the tax guy, but you're the one who all week long got everything together. We have an amazing accountant. Yes. Just a, a godsend of an accountant. Actually, it's funny that we're talking about this topic this week because he's somebody who falls into that category. So I'm, we're with him. We have their tax appointment on Friday. And in the middle of the appointment, I just said, oh, Steve, I'm so grateful for you. And he's like, well, you know, my gift is I'm just not intimidated by forms as he's, you know, wading through tons of right. returns and he knows what he's doing. It just right. brings me so much peace. Yeah, it's great. Because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. So that was really good. And now it's done and you don't have to think oh. about it or... Well, I do though, because every year that I do them, I kick myself thinking, you should have had a better system in place. And so I'm convinced that this year I'm going to put in place a better system than we have, which is 
do nothing and then spend two weeks scrambling and copying. I mean, it's not that I do nothing. We have digitized copies of every receipt, but it's collating them and going through them and finding this form and that form. And I'm thinking, no, there's no reason I can't, there's no reason I can't apply some shape or genius to this Yes, and make it work better. Yes. And then Saturday, we had a super social Saturday and it was amazing. It was so fun. They did a staff honor lunch for us at the school. So the students put on I think technically it was a brunch, okay. not to split hairs. All right. Well, you are splitting hairs. It's a know. gift. Okay. Uh, yes, it was a brunch. And I have never had the wonder that is avocado-wrapped prosciutto. That's before. like paleo crack. Oh, Those gosh. things were amazing. They were just like, oh. So, first of all, we have a building called the Firehouse at Grace. I'm not quite sure why it's called the Firehouse. <laughs> it might be because we should light it on fire. <laughs> The ceiling's falling in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's yeah. an, it's a freestanding corrugated steel building. There's nothing attractive about it from the outside or the in. And yet these students had transformed it into uh, Wonderland. I've never seen it look like that or even imagined that that was possible. They'd themed it with the four seasons, each season in a different corner, and all the table pieces matched that. And then they had a giant center table where refreshments were served. And it, it was amazing it was stunning and so our students decided to honor all of our small group leaders and our pastors and our staff at the school and did a phenomenal job so we went away feeling like kings and queens yes and and full and And all the food was paleo and it was so good oh it was ridiculous it was i don't know what they did to the bacon but it was fan bacon tastic it it was unbelievable (laughs) yeah it was good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. And then in the evening... We went to a wedding. Yeah, our friends Brandy and Albert got married out in a beautiful, beautiful location. Yeah. And we got to enjoy being with friends. It it was stunning. There's this incredible tree. I don't know what kind of tree it was. Nobody could tell me. Alan started making up tree names. And then I asked Jeff and he started making up tree names. That didn't help me at all. Why would you think either Jeff or I would know anything about a tree I name? I don't know. He's from Tennessee. He might know. That's like, when I go to Scotland, do I know all the trees in Scotland? Well, no, but you're Alan Jones. But it was it was a beautiful wedding, and uh, it was great because uh, I got to stay back and dance, and you got to go home. That's right. Woohoo! And then this morning at church, our SOSL students that we mentioned earlier who came back gave a whole report to the church about their outreach, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. Lots of people saved. Lots of prophetic ministry everywhere. Lots of miracles. Yeah, we had testimonies of blind eyes opening and deaf ears opening and yeah. lame walking and ah, oh, it was great. We'll put a link in the show notes and if you if you want to be encouraged, listen to our students give testimonies about what they saw in the last couple of weeks all over the world. It was amazing. Yeah. All right. Our main topic for this week came from your amazing brain. Talk to us about it. I had the thought of what if we spoke about playing to our strengths? Because most of what we do is actually, uh, we do the dance of life, as it were, working together and, you know, having a home together and having a family together and all that kind of stuff. And we typically play to our strengths. And that's how uh, I think our level of busyness doesn't drive us crazy because we do that. All right. So define what you mean by play to your strengths. Um, I mean, like, there's things that you're naturally better at than I am, or there's things that I'm naturally better at or are less stressful for me than they are for you. Right. Or, you know, whatever. And instead of trying to 
do the same things, we tend to sort of divide and conquer. Right. Like I'm better at taking out the trash than you are. You're much better. Well, God gave me these guns for a reason. You know, ooh, don't flex those, honey. This is going to be a short podcast. <laughs> Somebody just drove by really uh, slowly and saw us podcasting. <laughs> we we have no we have no blinds on our office windows. Yeah. So when we podcast Sunday night, it's fully illuminated. I I wonder if I wonder what we look like to our neighbors. I don't know. They I, must. I wonder. don't suppose they care. No. Anyway, it was funny. You, so you were talking about playing to your strengths. Is there's things that each one of us can do that we just think is normal. It's it it's not taxing for us mentally or otherwise. And we can do it with perhaps greater ease than somebody who's not as fluent in that. Yes. So, for example, you are very good at cooking. Thanks. Yes. I can cook, but it requires intense concentration, no distraction, and lots of planning. Right. Whereas you can kind of look in the fridge and you're like, eh, yeah, and then 20 minutes later, make something that I didn't even know was possible. All the while, while fielding questions from the kids, at, you, you can do it and there's no stress. It's not stressful. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas, how do you feel about configuring our network when the when there's a problem? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm super good at that. I mean, no, I'm horrible at that. I'm always like, uh, Abby, go find your father. Whereas, for me, <laughs> I like the challenge. Like, wh- what is it? Is it the router? Is it the modem? Is it the, you know, is it is it the, the switch? Is it what? ITP server? Look at you, it, baby. Thank you. That's not thank a thing, but oh. you're adorable. <laughs> T-I-C-T-P? Keep going. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, you're yeah, adorable. It could have been either of those two things that wasn't working. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> so at home, you tend to do more cooking. Yeah. I tend to do more technical setup. Yes. I tend to help the kids with homework more. Yes. Why is that? Well, you're a trained teacher. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think actually you end up helping with the homework more because usually... Homework is happening between four and five, which is when I'm making food. Right, um, Babe, they circled back around and now they're totally right outside our window. Let's wave just at them. Kind of, <laughs> Do we just freak them out? I don't know. Should I take my shirt off? Yeah. Oh, they're parking. <laughs> okay. Just uh, look natural. The car is... Can you read the number plate from that? No, I can't. It's a big suburban All type right. thing. It's a big suburban thing. Call yeah. the police. <laughs> So, yeah, I think you do homework because it's happening between four and five, and I'm usually cooking between four and five. But at work, we play to our strengths, too. Yeah. So whenever we're launching something, we talk about it at length. Yeah. Usually in the car, on the way there, on the way back. Yeah. Usually over dinner. I mean, usually we're just constantly... Big picture, visioning. Yeah. 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 And then what happens? Then usually I take it and make some sort of a... Plan. 93% shaper. Yes, I'm down to 93. That's right. Slacker. I know. And then I tend to just lock me away in a cupboard and I'll just do. Yeah, then, yeah, typically I just sort of hand you a, here's how I think it's going to work best. And then you just check off a list and get all the stuff done and made and whatnot. And, and I should point out, we have an incredible team that fill in all the gaps. It's it's not, oh, like, absolutely. It's not like you plan, I do, and that's it. I just right. mean in the early stages, this is how we... Right. And then we have a team of people who are doing quality control like have you thought about that no i haven't and what about this right. and, what about, and then a right. whole bunch of people who implement with finesse and skill and i think i like to think we've been smart enough to always have those people around right well th- that's <laughs> a good thing what do you do when we have the same weaknesses which we do we do 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do. We have um, the same strengths and the same weaknesses. And typically we outsource for our weaknesses. Right. So at home, for example, I am not a green thumbed person at all. No. And I also have terrible allergies. Yes. And the thought of me managing, this sounds ridiculous. I, admittedly, this sounds like first world problems. And I'm, I'm, it's the only example I could come up with at this time of night is the thought of me having to mow my yard and keep it all trimmed and, you know, all the bushes and the trees and the weeds and the, that, that causes me significant anxiety. The thought of having a, the amount of work that we do and then come home and find time to do that and be outside, uh, you know, and it's hot and it's humid and I've got allergies and that would not be fun. And that's not what your passion is at all. No. I mean, to be honest, I don't think it occurred to either of us when we saw the house and bought it. You know, we were like, oh, it's so pretty. Look at all of those beautiful flower beds and fancy bushes and trees and this and that. And it never occurred to me, oh, that's yeah, all work. <laughs> even at our old house when all we had was just lawn. Yeah. The, you know, I, I think I had a lawnmower and I tried and I was like, I hate this. I absolutely, <laughs> I hate this. I hate, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, it's a simple example, but we outsourced it. And yeah. having somebody else do something is well worth the money so that I can do something else and be more productive and less stressed. Yes. The same then at work, we've, we've got some considerable weaknesses. Yes. And so we've hired brilliant people who fill those weaknesses far better, like on on their worst day, they're better at the things that we suck at on our best day at trying hard. Yes. It's important that you you don't hear us say you never have to work on your character flaws or you never have to work on your no, weaknesses. No, you absolutely have to, to work on them and bring them up. But at the same time, you do want to learn to learn what your gifts are and, and stick to your gifts. Yeah, but also I think part of how you work on a weakness is you be around people who your weakness is their strength so that you can actually learn to appreciate that and how it works. Right. So uh, it's almost like hiring for your weaknesses is is research. <laughs> it, well, it really is. Yeah. The number of staff meetings that we've had where my staff will collectively let out a groan and I'll be like, wait, what, what happened? And they're like, you can't say that. And I'm like, can't say what? And I'm legitimately taken aback that the you know the people who are closest to me are like no alan that that's not an appropriate thing to say so because at times i'm fairly socially t tone deaf yes but there's genuine mm -hmm. parts of human behavior that i'm surprised that people either care about and or notice and i am oblivious to those things and less so now because i've got years under my belt of my team going no you can't say that and i'm like oh okay and yeah. so or or just even having people going have you thought about how what you're suggesting you implement will affect x y and z and i'm like to be honest no and they're like okay well right. let us help you with that right so we're we're better leaders because of brilliant staff that work for us yes absolutely who feel confident enough to call us on our stuff yeah and say hey and knucklehead say, hey half the room isn't going to get what you just said or half the room is going to respond like this have you thought about that and they're very patient when i'm like okay say that again explain it to me like i'm five like wh why right. wouldn't people get that and they're like well mm -hmm. and so it's just it's 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 wonderful yeah it's really good something practical have you noticed that you do all the driving in our relationship i've noticed that why is that I like driving. I'm, yeah, I'm, you I do. mean, I'm pretty particular about driving. That's a polite way of saying it. Thank you. Um, so I think on one level, it's just a lot better for our marriage if I'm driving because uh, I, I have a hard time when other people are driving. You have a hard time being a passenger. 
I do. And I've noticed that there's there's people who love driving, there's people who don't like driving, and then there's people who are indifferent. Yeah. I'm totally indifferent to driving. Right. I also have a fairly short attention span, so yes. you get anxious because I tend to think like, I wonder about that. Oh, there we go. Okay, well, we're focus. like 20 minutes into a drive and you're like, where are we again? What are we doing? Well, that's the other <laughs> factor that I'm navigationally challenged. Yes. Yes, you are indeed. We were driving home from church today and I asked AJ how to get to the restaurant. And bear in mind, this is a restaurant we visit a lot and it's and near bear in our mind, house. We've driven there directly from church before as well. And we've lived here for like eight or nine years. Yes. And so AJ says, well, you just want to stay on Cool Springs and then turn left on Carruthers, which that information didn't help me because I didn't know I was on Cool Springs. and I didn't know where Carruthers was. So much to your chagrin, I pulled out and said, hey, Siri, navigate me to... And <laughs> and she told me exactly what you just told me, but because of the picture, I could see it. Yes. And that was one of the rare occasions I was driving. You were. Are you still looking at the you car were. outside? I uh, I was curious. I think it's gone now, so... It must have given up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Well, we lived through it, guys. No need to call the police. Thanks for praying, guys. We really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I would say another area of weakness of mine is uh, cleaning. I don't like cleaning at all. I don't think anybody likes cleaning. Well, there's some weirdos that no, do. No, I know people that really like cleaning. They like... None of them have kids. No, I know people with kids that like cleaning. Who are these people and why are we not friends with them? I know. I, that's the real question. And Hi. maybe I should get them to come over and lay hands on me. I want to give you a great gift. It's our messy house. <laughs> Go at Please it. Please come clean my house. Yeah, I don't enjoy cleaning. We had a different upbringing with regard to that. Yes. You had a maid. Yes. We, well, or a governess. I mean, we, yeah, sure. we, we had a live in maid. Yeah. Well, I mean, she technically, I suppose, was taking care of the children, but she kept the house clean. Um, and then when we were older, we still had a maid that came. Once or twice a week, I think. Whereas I grew up with three sisters, and by the time I was, I don't know how old, seven, my mother introduced the concept of duties or chores. Yeah. And so every every day, every meal, we were always doing something, emptying the dishwasher, filling the dishwasher, laying the table, clearing the table. So I grew up with all that stuff. Although I will admit, when I moved out and went to university, I remember calling my mom and saying, Mom, the toilets here aren't as clean as the toilets at home. And my mom was like, well, that's because I clean the toilets every day. I was like, how does one clean the toilet? <laughs> okay. So I, I did know how to clean bathrooms. I learned how to clean bathrooms. And there was like, I can't remember if there's seven or nine bathrooms in the house I grew up in, but there was a lot of bathrooms and that was my job. But I remember at the cottage, we had to unload and load the dishwasher and set the table and all that kind of stuff. And I always felt like, wow, this is like really hard stuff to do. It basically comes down to this, that whoever cares most does it. Yep. So you care more about the food you eat than I do. Yes, I definitely do. I care more about our internet connection than you do. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Talk about the wedding, because you had an interesting revelation this weekend when we went to the wedding. Well, we both love weddings. I definitely love them more than you do. Yeah. I, there's some misconception about me and, and, and public affairs. Generally speaking... Most things in life move much slower than I'd like them to be. So, you know, when I am at a wedding, I'm like, okay, let's move on. Okay, let's have the speeches. Okay, can we have the food? You know, <laughs> so I'm generally quite impatient. Yeah. And, uh, but you love the opportunity to be with everybody where yes. I'm like, um, we're both introverted. Yes. I get my energy being on my own and I spend my energy being with other people. Yeah, and but I'm the same. I'm just slightly more extroverted than you. Yeah, you yeah. love it. The thought of dancing at the end of the night 
fills you with energy to keep you going. I love dancing. Yeah. If if somebody were to say we're having a wedding, but there's not going to be dancing. You'd be sick that day. I I would be ready to go a lot faster. You know what I mean? Like to, to head out just because I, I, I so love the dancing part. But I love... I love watching my friends get married. Yes. And I love seeing everybody look super schmancy and fancy. And, and I like it when you dress up. Yeah, you, you look do. Handsome. All over me like a rash. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's a I good do thing like. they don't make suits <laughs> that shorts come with because then I would be super distracted because you'd be showing off your legs as well as being in a suit. Maybe it's your burden to bear. Right. Uh, but, but I love I love seeing it. And if we got a great table, I, I love being with people. And of course, I love wedding food because wedding food is amazing. Okay, can I tell you something that I saw for the very first time at this wedding? Sure. Um, they served a pig, cut in half, and just laid it on a table. And then you like came along the buffet line and got all the different fixings. And then a guy with rubber gloves on basically reaches into the pig and just puts a handful of meat on your plate. It's not something you see a lot, is it? That's not something you see often at all. <laughs> the point in all of this story is, you last at weddings way longer than I do. I do. I, without wanting to be rude, want to leave usually fairly quickly. Yes. And you want to stay until the last dance. Yeah. So our our typical thing is that we figure out if there's somebody else that I can get a lift home with. Uh, later that's going to stay for the dancing and then you can leave and have your alone time and your recharge time and I get to stay and dance. Now what's funny about that is I'm not sure how that would work in other marriages. I don't know. Because you're completely content for me to be me and you to be you. Yeah. So there's no pressure for me to have to stay. No. And there's no pressure on you to have to leave. True. So we both get to be you know, play to our strengths yeah. without uh, without it causing conflict. Yeah. Has it always been like that? I don't know. Uh, I, th- I mean, I think so. We've done it for a long time like that. I mean, occasionally I have to head out with you. We, we had a wedding recently where I had to head out at the same time, but that was just because we had to record the podcast and whatnot. Right. Um, but if there's not something like that where we're under a time crunch, then then typically I'll stay and you'll you'll head out. And you love it. You just love dancing. Yeah. I mean, I wish you were there sometimes for like some of the dances, but if you I don't was really dancing, enjoy it. So. No, if I was dancing, someone would call 911 thinking I was having an epileptic that is fit not while being upright. True. That is not true. But can I just tell you that Johnny and Becky Pendergrass can cut a rug? That doesn't surprise me. Oh my gosh. Uh, those guys are amazing. They were so fun to watch. Everything. Yeah, it was very good. Did you catch any video? Um, no. Lots of people did shoot video, but I didn't. So there you go. There's our thoughts. Play to your strengths. If you're married, sit down with your spouse, work out what your strengths are, work out what your weaknesses are. If you both have the same weaknesses, work out how you can outsource that. Yeah. Maybe that means money, but maybe that means you can trade stuff or maybe it means you go without it. Yeah. Like literally our house gets tidy when we have guests coming over. (laughs) It's true. Neither of us like it, but right now we're not in the season where we are going to spend money on a maid. Well, yeah, we can't spend money on a maid. And when with the time that we have available, we'd rather spend the time on the kids. Right. And, you know, so it's like, well, yeah, I don't think the kids are going to think when they wake, you know, when they grow up, well, our house was really messy. I think it's going to be how much time they got with us. Uh, I would hope. Yeah. Of course, we could be creating antisocial monsters. Really? Who never pick up after themselves. Messy antisocial monsters. Well, 
I do wonder if it's stage of life, though. Yeah. Anyway, I have no idea. I look at my friends who've got teenage kids and they're always out of sports. Yeah. Maybe they got my genes and not yours, so. Maybe they'll just be like introverts who want to stay home. We can but wish. <laughs> oh, he's back. The, the creeper car is the back? The creeper car is back. Hi, creeper Maybe car. Maybe we should turn on disco lights. So there you go. That's our playing to your strengths thought. Sit down with your spouse. If you're not yet married, identify in your life what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you can either do to raise your weaknesses or outsource your weaknesses. And don't be afraid of your strengths. It's the thing that God put in you to make you you. And the world around you is going to thank you when you're you. Yep. Hey, babe, do we have any listeners' questions? So glad you asked. I have three. (laughs) Three? Yeah. Ooh, epic. Okay, this is from Sarah. She said, I enjoy listening to your podcast. You two bring such a down-to-earth perspective to our relationship with Christ. Recently, I have really enjoyed Jesse Early's Glory MP3. We talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, My question is, can you recommend any other songs or albums that have that same feel and presence of God? Yes, absolutely. We can recommend wholeheartedly um, Laura Woodley or Laura Woodley Osmond. She has a couple of different albums. Uh, My favorites are Home and In Love, but I think she also has another one on The Supernatural. Um, And then we also listen a lot to Alberto and Kimberly Rivera, um, who have like a gazillion soaking type albums. They're kind of soaking savants. They're They're geniuses. geniuses. Yeah. We'll put links in the show notes to both of them. Yeah. All right. This is from CS. And he or she says, hey, guys, I feel like I've heard you mention that there is a sozo ministry where you are. I've been scouring the show notes, but can't find anything beyond healing rooms. Am I mistaken about the Sozo ministry? I'd love to get more info. You are not mistaken. We do have an inner healing ministry at Grace Center called Revive. And uh, it is on the website under Revive, is it not? Right. And they use a bunch of different approaches. That you, We've got some really, really skilled ministers who are trained in Sozo, who are trained in RTF, who are trained in HeartSync, who are trained in a bunch of different things. And they'll use whatever the most effective approach is that the Holy Spirit's leading them in to bring people to healing. So if you go to Grace Center's website, there'll be information all about our Revive ministry. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. They actually have a free workshop coming up. Uh, I think it's this Saturday, isn't it? I don't know. Um, it'll be posted as well on the website, but there's a, there's a workshop coming up that's like eight thirty to 12. Uh, it's either this Saturday or next. Um, and so those are also great ways to start getting some inner healing is to show up for those and they do ministry at those. Yeah. All right. This one's for you, baby. Okay. This is from Ben. He says, hi, Alan and AJ. I've really enjoyed your podcast. I discovered about three months ago and have listened to a few dozen episodes during my commutes to work. I'm wondering if you have any good resources that you'd suggest for raising a godly toddler. We have an almost four-year-old boy, including both practical advice for raising a toddler, as well as ways to introduce him to Jesus without shoving it down his throat. I do plan on reading Loving Your Kids on Purpose, but I have not yet. I've read Joe Frost's Toddler Rules, which was very good, but not based on Jesus as far as I know. Well, the first book I know of, the second I do not. AJ Jones, what's your thoughts? Yeah, Loving Your Kids on Purpose is great. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Um, In terms of um, toddler resources, you know, we used BabyWise in terms of raising our infants, but I never went on to using toddler wise, which was their next one, mostly just because I, uh, I didn't 
really like the direction it was heading in. So, um, I would say loving your kids on purpose is probably one of the best resources I've, I've, um, heard of. And one of the things that's helped us is Gary Chapman wrote a book called the five love languages. I'm sure there's a kid's version. I haven't read it, but the reason I bring that up is identifying the ways that your kids feel most loved is really super important. Yeah. Like MJ, who's our toddler, who's four, he is such rich quality time. Yeah. So if I'm not in the same room as him, he will be super comforted if we're just in the room together. If he's just on his iPad watching YouTube kids and I'm on my laptop working, he feels super good just, you know, being in the same room together. Yeah. yeah. Or even if we have to work and he wants to play with his toys, if we'll just come up and work playing, you know, sitting in the toy room and he's playing with his toys and we're not actually talking to him, but at least he is in the room with us. It's just comforting. For Whereas Tia is the absolute opposite. Tia does not want to be near you at all. She's no. highly contemplative. She'd like to withdraw, but boy, does that girl love gifts. She loves her gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're all a little bit different and it's kind of fun um, figuring that out with them. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry we don't have any more resources for you. I, I apologize, Ben. We're not experts. If, if we get any sort of uh, recommendations from other listeners on, on toddler books, we'll, be, we'll try and mention those for you as well. All right. Let's wrap this episode up. All right. Well, if you would like the show notes for this episode, head on over to alanandaj.com slash 146. <laughs> Alan was showing me fingers in the background and it, they didn't go fast enough. <laughs> 146. Oh, you mock the afflicted. Like I said earlier, if you'd like a shot of uh, faith in the arm, uh, well, I'll put a link in the show notes to watching our SSL students give their reports. And if that inspires you to come do our school, we start in September. We run through April. It is um, absolutely life transforming. If you have done first year, we'd love you to consider coming back and doing second year. We'd love to spend another eight months with you teaching you all about leadership. You can find all the information you need about the school at gracecenter.us slash school. Again, a link to that will be in the show notes. And applications are due uh, in by June 15th. And then lastly, we have the More Conference coming up. If you head over to graceinner.us slash more, you'll find out all about the conference speakers and our amazing worship leaders that are coming from Bethel Worship this year. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right. We pray that you have an incredible week and we'll be talking to you this time next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone. 